Hey everybody, welcome to Non-Trivial. I'm your host, Sean McClure. In 2014, there was a debate between Bill Nye and Ken Ham regarding whether or not creationism is a viable explanation for Earth's origin. Now, regardless of which side you agree with, there was what I consider a problematic response from some of the scientific community, which was that the debate never should have happened because it gave a voice to something counter to the scientific consensus. I argue that such a response is antithetical to science itself, which, above all, is supposed to be a process that welcomes debate and updates its position as needed. I argue that no matter how wrong you believe your opponent to be, public debate and conversation gives us a chance to point out fallacies, educate the public, and bring us all closer to the truth. Let's get started. So back in 2014, there was a debate between Bill Nye and Ken Ham, and it was called, Is Creation a Viable Model of Origins? And so it was one of these kind of broadly speaking science versus religion debates, but that's not really a good way to put it because uh, on, the, on the religion side, uh, you know, Ken Ham is a founder of something called the Young Earth Creationist Ministry. And it's probably not representative of most Christians or most, you know, religious people in general. The Young Earth Creationism, Young Earth Creationism, YEC, is a form of creationism which holds as a central tenet that the Earth and its life forms were created by supernatural acts of the Abrahamic God between approximately 6,000 and 10,000 years ago. So creationism is taking a very literal interpretation of the Bible and saying that, you know, the Earth isn't the, you know, supposed 4.5 billion years, like the scientific consensus would say, it's actually only, you know, 6,000 to 10,000 years ago, and maybe the humans and the dinosaurs actually coexisted, and things like this. So probably not representative of most Christians or, or, or really religious people, and that's why I say it's not really a science-religion debate, it's kind of more scientific consensus versus maybe fundamental or creationist religion, if you will, debate. But anyway, uh, so this was between Bill Nye and Ken Ham in 2014. And it took place at the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky. And, um, and so, so, again, Ken Ham is just as founder and chief executive officer of Young Earth Creationist Ministry. And Bill Nye, most of you have probably heard this guy's name, is a science educator, or maybe you might say a popularizer, right? Best known for hosting a, a television series in the 1990s called Bill Nye the Science Guy, right? And uh, what happened was Bill Nye, um, back in the day, I guess he, got, he, he jumped on YouTube and basically started lamenting the refusal of a large segment of the U.S. population to accept evolution. You know, he's saying, like, look, evolution is, is obviously very accepted in science, and there's all kinds of evidence for it, and for a bunch of people, particularly young people, to not accept evolution, uh, you know, because of something that was, was, is said in some, some older text, is really problematic. You know, we need young people to grow up with a proper understanding of science, they need to be innovating, and all this kind of stuff. So he, he took issue with that. And, uh, and because of that, then, you know, I guess Ken Ham obviously reacted to that. And then he proposed that they go and have this debate in, uh, at the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, and Bill Nye uh, agreed. So this episode is not really about, like, you know, who won or who I agree with or anything like that. Uh, you know, the debate is the debate. You can go check it out. It's on, it's on a number of, you know, I think it's on YouTube and it's obviously on another, a number of other sites that, that show the video. It's about two and a half hours long. And uh, it wasn't, it was moderated by someone from uh, CNN, I believe, but it wasn't, uh, no, no score was kept, so it's not like there was an official winner. Um, but I think, uh, you know, by and large, the scientific community thought that Bill Nye won, and I think some people thought that maybe Ken Ham won. 
but it was, you know, and I think even Kim had made the comment, you know, it's not really about winning. I think it's just good to get in front of people and have these conversations. So uh, anyway, this episode is not like who won or who do I agree with. I mean, I think by and large, uh, you know, the, the literal interpretations uh, of the Bible uh, do run into problems, you know, with unfalsifiability and things like that. And and I think that, you know, they're some of the, uh, if you go watch the debate, some of the things that Kim Ham raised about, you know, there's this difference by, you know, difference between observed science and historical science or something like this, like what we observe today, we can all agree on. So we can agree that there are atoms and there are, you know, certain properties to nature and photosynthesis and all this kind of stuff. But when it comes to talking about the past, I mean, nobody was really there. And so it's problematic to do all this carbon dating and that can't really be trusted. And so, you know, essentially the creationists are arguing that you you can take science as it is today, and we can agree on all those things, but when it comes to the origins, that's when it differs, and we think the Bible is still literal and, and stuff like this. So, it, anyway, so I'm, I'm not going to take the sides or, or really speak to who I agree with. I mean, what I want to talk about is the scientific response to this, which was by and large that Bill Nye should not have had the debate. And, uh, and this is really, really problematic for reasons I'm going to get into, I think. I, I think it's a very unscientific stance to take. In fact, I think it's quite hypocritical because I think it, it actually does what many people would argue the creationists are doing, which is kind of taking this dogmatic, you know, fundamentalist approach uh, to, to basically saying, look, you have to just take, you know, unfalsifiable approach to basically saying you just have to take something at face value and you don't get to update that. And it is what it is, right? So... So, and at the end of the debate, Ken Ham admitted that nothing would change his mind concerning his views on creationism, whereas Bill Nye acknowledged that if enough convincing evidence were presented to him, he would change his mind immediately. So, just from a, you know, in the spirit of science, Bill Nye, I would argue, definitely has the better answer there, because Ken Ham is basically saying something that's, that's very dogmatic and just kind of, you're supposed to accept it at face value, uh, nothing could change his mind. And, and, and I guess to, to very kind of fundamentalist or, or creationist type religious people, that kind of makes sense, right? Like they just totally accept it and, and nothing can change that. Whereas Bill Nye is doing something more in the spirit of true science, which is to say, no, if you give me enough evidence, I will change my mind. Now, uh, we, I'm not going to get into this cause this is kind of a different issue. There is still something problematic with what Bill Nye is saying. He, what he's saying is correct. The problem is, you know, if you actually ask someone what that evidence is supposed to be, that's where you're going to run into a lot of challenges, right? So, so Bill Nye is like, yeah, if you show me enough convincing evidence, I would change my mind. Okay, what evidence would that be? I mean, what would that be? Have you ever heard whether it's an atheist or a scientist actually come up with that answer? I mean, it's, it's not obvious, right? Is it somebody walking on water? Well, people do that all the time. You can do that with optical illusion. I mean, David Copperfield made the, the Statue of Liberty disappear, right? You could have someone floating down from the sky. It would always get chalked up to, you know, technology or, or smoke and mirrors or... Or, or something like that. So what would that evidence actually be? That There's a bit of unfalsifiability in saying, oh yeah, if the evidence was shown to me, then I would totally change my mind, but not actually saying what that evidence would be. I challenge someone, hit me up on Twitter to tell me what that evidence would actually be. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but you never hear someone say what the evidence would be. And, and I argue that that, anyways, so that, that's kind of a different issue that I take with that. But on its, on its face, without getting into that, Bill Nye does have what I would argue is the more correct answer there is that you have to be able to update or change your opinion. No matter how much you believe what you believe, you should all be, always be able to update. Whereas Ken Ham is saying, no, nothing can change my mind. So that's, that's very problematic. So if we just look at that, we could say, okay, you know, yeah, whatever, interesting debate. And, um, and two people had their sides and two people believe what they believe. And, you know, I guess, I guess if you lean more towards that, that kind of more fundamental religious side of things, maybe you'd go with Ken Ham. And if you're more on the scientific side of things, you'd go with Bill Nye, you know, and that's that. 
But the scientific response to this, at least by many people, was that Bill Nye never should have had this debate to begin with. That Bill Nye never should have uh, given a voice to Ken Ham or the followers of Ken Ham or people like that. That it, it lends too much credibility to something that is, quote unquote, obviously wrong. Now, that is something that I really, really take issue with. Without getting into which side me or anyone else should fall on the debate, I mean, just, you know, generally I do lean more to the, to the, the, the scientific side of things, although I do have a lot of things I, compl- I, I complain about on the science side too. But I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that in the true spirit of science, right, Bill Nye is getting it right because he's, he, he took the debate and he said, look, you know, he, he, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically saying, look, I mean, people are allowed to believe what they believe. And this gives us a chance to have a, a, a public forum about this so people can understand the arguments and see that, you know, maybe what Bill Ham is saying is not correct. Or, the, or maybe, the, you know, people don't realize just how much evidence there is for evolution. I mean, it gives people a chance to hear some solid arguments. But for the scientific community to step back and say, no, this never should have happened in the first place. I'm going to argue that that's deeply problematic and actually quite counter to, you know, what you might call the spirit of science or the purpose of science, the reason for science, okay? Um, now, and, and really what this comes down to is if we, if we think about what science is, so what is science, right? I mean, you can go look at Wikipedia, you can go get some dictionary definition, you know, accumulating knowledge or scientific method kind of thing, right? But at the end of the day, it is not about a, some set of facts. It is not about some accumulated knowledge. It's not really about that. You have accumulated knowledge. You have things that are considered, you know, more or less facts, although they still have to be falsifiable, right? You still have to challenge them. What it is, is a process. The whole point of science is that it's a process. And the process says, no matter what, you have to be willing to update it. In the face of contrary evidence, you must be willing to change it. As Bill Nye said, you know, he, you know again, you can get into well, what evidence would that actually be. But the point is not getting into that whole conversation. Science is about a process of constant updating, constant updating. That is its purpose. It's not about any particular set of facts. It's not about a, a particular consensus, right? Because by definition, new theories are by definition going to go against the consensus. That's what makes them a new theory, right? Nobody had the consensus on relativity before it came out. Nobody had that on quantum mechanics before it came out or, or very few people would have had that, right? The whole point is to kind of go against consensus. And that's not to say that there's no value in scientific consensus or, or what the majority of scientists think. I mean, there's some weight to that, obviously. But at the end of the day, it is not about some current set of facts. It is not about what, we, what, what is in the textbooks today. It is the process. It is the process of science. So it is extremely problematic and, and, and I would argue unscientific, regardless of who your opponent is, to say, no, we shouldn't even have this debate. People shouldn't even be listening to this kind of stuff. Um, we shouldn't give a platform for this because it's just going to, you know, spread a bunch of, you know, uh, well, you might call it misinformation or whatever it is. And you can see why this is relevant to today. Um, you know, we always hear about the misinformation thing and, you know, whether or not that should be governed or controlled. And, and I'm not here to mis- necessarily make a super strong claim on that, but, you know, there is something relevant with, with the vaccine stuff. I mean, somebody, I think it was a, a few months ago where there was a possible debate that was going to happen. Um, between, you know, uh, epidemiologist or one of these doctors that was promoting uh, vaccines and then RFK Jr. who was uh, had some concerns that he wanted to raise about vaccines. And you could say, OK, RFK Jr. has got these crazy ideas and, and that's not good. And then the doctor, uh, you know, maybe he's got the proper scientific consensus. So we don't really have to have this debate. But you got to understand, right, only a select 
kind of esoteric a group of people have the scientific knowledge to to make that scientific opinion to understand what it means. Um, laymen, which is like ninety nine percent of the population, don't have that. They don't have that scientific literacy. So you have to have these conversations so that people can 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 hear the arguments, can hear why. You know, and, and again, I'm not taking a side in this episode whether you should or should not do a vaccine, whether you should or should not believe, you know, in creationism and all this kind of stuff. That's not the point. The point is no matter what side you're on, it is it is deeply problematic scientifically and for any vocation as, as far as I'm concerned, any enterprise, to not respect the process more than any particular set of facts that you have at the time. Uh, you know, because the the only the the only alternative is just to just just to put pure faith in the authority in a very dogmatic fashion, right? And of course, that's so hypocritical because that's the very thing that a lot of of people who would take more of the scientific side of things, or particularly let's say atheists, that's the thing they complain about for religion, right? <laughs> is that you're not supposed to just take something at face value, you're not just supposed to take some interpretation at face value and and uh, and take it kind of dogmatically and leave it at that. It needs to be falsifiable. It needs to be updatable. Well, you you have to live by your own uh, you know, kind of rules there, right? I mean, if, you, if you're saying that that's what you believe, then science, above all, would have to also do that. But that's not doing that if, if you don't allow the debate to happen. Now, I mean, I get it. I get that, you know, if you allow some of these debates to happen, I mean, obviously the worry is that, okay, you give the opponent a platform and if it's really, really kind of out there ideas, you know, you can imagine like maybe it's the Flat Earth Society or maybe it's, you know, this creationism stuff or whatever it is, you might say it's so counter to what, you know, all this work that's been done, let's say in science up to this point, you know, maybe you might think it doesn't even deserve to have a voice. It, it, it shouldn't be convincing people, but it is convincing people. It, it, it is a big voice that's out there in some other format, even if it's not part of a debate. But without the debate, without the conversation on the public forum, nobody gets to hear the arguments. And that's what is so critical, right? That is what, that, what was so critical. When Ken Ham brings up something like, um, this, this supposed difference between, you know, observational and historical science. Like, yes, we agree on the science that we have today, but the stuff that, you know, billions of years ago, now you can't really say that because you weren't there. I mean, I mean, you can easily, easily counter that. And I'm not saying, you know, the counter, you know, the rebuttal is perfect, but you can easily offer a rebuttal to that in terms of processes. You know, we're talking about processes right now, this idea that, you know, we, we can understand that there are these kind of invariant processes in nature that when you see them today, you do know that they've, they've spanned over uh, a long period of time. And you can talk about how radiocarbon dating works and you can kind of say this is why we believe it as opposed to just saying, you know, oh, it's, it's, a, it's untrustworthy because you weren't there. I mean, that's just not a good argument. I'm not even sure that is an argument. Um, and, and, what, and, and there's other examples uh, you know, where Ken Ham might be saying, well, he does this, what, what he does uh, towards the beginning of the debate, he actually calls up a bunch of, he puts them up on the screen and he shows, you know, genuine scientists who happen to also be creationists. Uh, they're either either part of his group or at least they, they kind of subscribe to what he believes. And so they're showing, you know, bona fide scientists, they're, they're in peer-reviewed journals, they do real research, they understand science, they're publishing, but they also believe, uh, you know, in, in this creationist side of things. And, and right away, that should kind of be called out, not because, you know, those people are necessarily wrong, but you're arguing from authority. It's a logical fallacy to do that. It is. It, 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 we, we should all understand and respect the fact that someone's background cannot ultimately lend credence or validity to someone's argument. The argument as a statement has to stand on its own. And it's important that we understand that, right? Somebody who's completely not a scientist could say the most scientific thing ever. Of course they could. They might do it randomly. They might, doing it, they might do it without knowing it. But as a statement, the statement stands on its own. The person's background is not going to 
lend validity to the actual logical argument that's being made. Now, there might be other uh, reasons to take someone's background into account. If there's a lot of uncertainty in the situation, you don't have much else to go on, uh, you know, someone's, you know, the source of information can definitely be something you take into account. But again, remember my, my, my logic episode, right? There's, there's limitations to logic, but there's also a power to it. And, and in a public forum debate, this is the time to use it. This is the time to rest what we talk about on rational arguments and let the public hear that. Let them understand what argument from authority means. What does that mean? And explain it and slow it down and say, okay, what you're doing, Ken Ham, right now <laughs> is you're putting a bunch of people with these big titles up and saying that because they do science and they also believe in creationism, therefore, you know, there must be some validity to creationism. But that there, there, there's no causal connection between those two at all in terms of logic. There isn't, right? There might be for some other reason, but there isn't in terms of, as a logical argument, that is a fallacy. That's an argument from authority. And, and it might happen on the scientific side too. Right. It might have, you know, Bill Nye might end up saying something about people's background or maybe his own credentials or the people that he talked to or even just the scientific consensus. Right. Which is a bit of a poor argument itself and, and kind of bleeds into this this argument from authority as well. The point I'm trying to make here is that if you have the conversation publicly, then the people who are not scientifically literate and the people who are not thinking about logic on a regular basis think of, or, or trying to construct arguments, they get to hear why something Ken Ham is saying might be wrong. If they're not going to hear it from, from you, assuming Ken Ham is your opponent, right? And they're not going to hear it from you if you're Bill Nye, whoever, then who are they going to hear it from? You know, how, how could it possibly, if, if, they don't, if we don't have that debate, the only thing you have is the scientist saying, you know what, we just need to shut down the opposing view. We don't want to give them a platform. The only thing that looks like is weak. That, that's the only thing it looks like, right? It's either a complete uh, utter adherence to authority, right? And I'm not saying all authority is bad, but, it, but, but when you do that, you're 100% putting the faith in the authority, which I think is problematic because I don't, you know, science can't function like that. Um, and or you're basically saying that your, your own position must be weak because you can't debate it and you can't argue it. And it's, it's a really odd thing that a lot of scientists would shy away from that under the guise that they don't want to give a platform to the opposing view. I, I don't quite buy that, that that's what it is. Not that, there, that, that there's no genuine kind of valid fear there, but if you, if you truly believe and understand your particular field, regardless of which side of the fence you're on, then you would not shy away from an opponent. You would see that as a chance to, to bring forward good, solid arguments and point out where you believe your opponent is making a mistake so that the layman can hear that, <laughs> that they can see that, that they can get educated themselves as why maybe this is correct or why maybe that is not correct. Okay, so so wrap up this episode, you know, what can we do? Well, I, I think at the end of the day, just what I said is, is you really have to understand things as a process. It's the process that, that, that matters. This is always the case in anything. And people who build... If you're building software all the time, you can't just say, okay, cut it, stop it. That's our software. This is perfect. You always have to update it, right? The market changes, things change, things get reinterpreted. Uh, your own life, right? If, you, if, you, if you're going to cut the line right here, right now and say, okay, I know, I know all there is to know. I don't need to reinterpret anything. I figured it all out. You're going to be in trouble. You know, even if the world doesn't change, you'd still be in trouble because nobody has full access to the truth. You always have to the thing you must love above, above all is your willingness to change. That doesn't mean you're changing a lot at any given time. Most of you maybe doesn't change, probably doesn't change. It's, a, it's, it's quite invariant through time. 
but there must be the willingness to. That must be the ultimate thing that you're doing. And I, and I think that's true whether you're on the scientific or religious side or whatever you're doing. Uh, I think you must always, always, always have a willingness to update, even if just slightly, um, your position based on contrary evidence, based on what someone said, something you read, listening to a podcast, whatever it is. And I had a tweet recently that said something along the lines of, you know, the only thing, the only thing more respectable than living what you believe is the willingness to change what you believe. And I think it's really, really important we do that. Don't shut down your opponent. See it as a chance to educate the masses, however big the audience is, on, on maybe some of the fallacies that your opponent is making, but also as a chance to maybe update what you believe as well. I mean, you could, you, you could easily say, well, I mean, why would a scientist update anything based on creationism? But <laughs> you, you never know what might be said, even if it's something you disagree with, it might make you update the way you explain it or something like that. Right, so it's not that you're necessarily changing your position, but you should, you could still change your approach, or it might trigger something in the mind. You don't know. The whole point is, it's a process, and we're always updating it. And and all of us, at best, only have kind of a proxy to the ultimate underlying truth. So let's have the conversations. Open the platform. You're never going to convince anybody by just putting up a wall and saying you need to obey your authority. People need to obey your authority. That's not going to work for anyone. Have the conversation. Have the debate respect what logic can give us what it can point out how it can educate the masses and always 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 be willing to update your position and your beliefs all right that's it for this episode thanks so much for listening if anyone feels like donating a little bit of money to non-trivial just to help support the show there is a support the show link in the description of any episode go ahead and click on that a few bucks a month doesn't really matter though either way i'll keep producing this content but if you feel like supporting it that would be much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, thanks anyways. Hope you got something out of that episode. Until next time, take care. <laughs>